Hey guys, you're listening to The Brazen Truth. I'm Tiffany Cater, and this is the podcast where we talk about morality, sexuality, and spirituality according to the Bible. Today, I'm just going to be giving you guys a little bit of a weight loss update. I had weight loss surgery um, in Mexico on October 6th, so if you guys want to know how that's going, stay tuned. So yeah, I had weight loss surgery on October 6th. It is December 1st, so it's been two months uh, since my weight loss surgery, and I have lost 46 pounds. Uh, I was actually really hoping to hit that 50-pound mark by now to give you guys that update, but technically my um, weight loss goal when I decided to do the weight loss surgery was 50 pounds by the end of the year, and I still... Um, have four weeks to go or a whole month to go before the end of the year, and I'm only four pounds away from that goal. So I'm super excited. Um, In total, I want to lose 100 pounds. Um, And, you know, just just to say I've lost 100 pounds, and if I gain like a couple pounds after that, maybe two, three pounds after that, then that's still okay. But my goal weight is... 130. And really the goal weight's kind of irrelevant because people carry weight in such drastically different um ways. Like me at 230, like I'll I'll post some pictures guys. Me at 230 does not look like other people at 230. My 230 looks more like 300. Um, just the way that I carry my weight, all of my weight I carry in my upper body, the worst kind of weight, belly fat, um, is, was where all of my fat was in my front and my back. Um, so, and my legs pretty much stayed the same size. Maybe my thighs got a little chunkier, but you know, for the most part, it was just my upper body. Um, so, you know, different people look different ways at different weights, which was super frustrating for me because I was trying really hard to get approved here in the States for weight loss surgery. And, um, just because of the way that I'm built, I just, my body distributes the weight in different ways. So, you know, it, it would have been extremely dangerous if I would have gone ahead and put on the 10 pounds or whatever, um, that I needed to gain in order to reach that, um, uh, approval of weight loss surgery through my insurance here in the States. So anyways, um, I, I'm, I'm glad I did it in Mexico anyways, because, um, you know, I didn't have to wait a year. I didn't have to jump through hoops. I didn't have to wait a year. Um, you know, it's really important that you go through the psychological um, steps in order to go through this process. Otherwise, it'll be wasted um, because weight gain is a psychological issue. It's it's a, um, you know, there's a lot of other things around it, but it's a psychological issue. It's a dopamine addiction. It's a, a binge eating addiction. Um, you know, people, uh, it affects people in different ways, or I guess it's affected by different things in people's lives. But when it comes down to it, it all starts in your mind. It all starts in your thinking. And if you just address it from, you know, by cutting out a portion of your stomach so you can't eat for a period of time, it's not going to work. In fact, I know and I've heard of people who have either lost some weight and then gained it all back very quickly 
or maybe lost 10 or 15 pounds total or or even not lost I heard I heard of a lady who didn't lose any weight doing this surgery and um you know a uh, a big a big portion of that is actually I think the main portion is psychological even the weight loss surgery itself is a psychological tool to help you um, when people feel like they're stuck and they can't help themselves and they can't progress and they can't get through this rut of just failing diets after failing diets after failing diets then they get the mindset that they can't do it and when they get the mindset that they can't do it guess what they can't do it we can't do it. When we think we can't do it, guess what? We cannot do it. Um, there's this uh, anomaly uh, that happens from time to time where, uh, let's say, for instance, a kid gets stuck under a car or something, and the mom, um, just a normal average mom, develops this superhuman strength, um, just enough strength to lift that car uh, enough to get that baby or that kid out of under uh, out from under the car. You know, that's, that's an example, but it's happened. Google it. It's happened. Uh, but what happens um, in your frontal lobe, there's this, um, I don't know what it's called, guys. I'm not super smart, but if you Google it, you can see that I'm not just making this stuff up. In your frontal lobe, there's this thing that tells you, engages situations and um, you know tasks and challenges, and it gauges things and it tells your brain whether you can do it or not. It, it like it whether it's possible or if it's impossible. Now, um, these people who study this uh, phenomenon. Uh, they say that during this time of um, emergency, uh, adrenaline is shooting through your body at such high dosages that it disables that mechanism in your frontal lobe telling you, engaging whether you can lift that car or not. Like that doesn't matter. And that is why you're able to lift that car just enough to save your kid because you're not able to gauge whether you can do it or not. So when you in your mind decide that you can't do something, then that's the end of it. So you have to find a way. That's why, you know, uh, one diet can work for work for one person and not work for the other person. You know, obviously every diet will work if you actually follow the, the diet. But um, you have to get into the mindset where you know you can do it. You know you can do it. You know you can do it. Um, and, uh, that's, that's kind of when you see people losing weight through weight loss surgery, obviously there's a physical aspect. Like I couldn't eat for the first, um, uh, well, I couldn't eat any food for the first couple of weeks. I can only drink liquids. Um, uh, but after that you can start eating soups and then you can start eating mashed food and then you can pretty much eat anything. Like right now I can literally eat anything that I want to eat. Um, I still can't eat huge portions of it, but I can eat a lot more than I thought I was going to be able to eat. Like, for instance, um, I follow this lady on YouTube. I think it's called My Level 10 Life. She went to the same doctor, got the same surgery, lost 150 pounds. She's awesome. Um, but she was saying in one of her videos that your um, stomach is the size of a cheese stick. You know, not a banana, but a cheese stick. So you won't be able to eat anything that is bigger than that. Uh, but I, I think it varies from person to person. And yes, I understand that you can stretch your stomach out by overeating. But even right off the bat, I think the, the doctor can decide by his own discretion whether to um, make your stomach a little bit on the bigger end or on the smaller end. And yes, you can go too small. And yes, you can go too big. That's why that's where a lot of revisions come into play. Um, but uh, I say all this to say that 
Like right now, if I wanted to go have a piece of pizza, I could. But I made a, a, a rule for myself because I knew this. You know, it, there's some there's something about knowing something in your head and then walking it out and experiencing it. I'm going through the walking out and the experiencing it portion. Um, but I knew before I started this journey that I would come to this place where I can eat a, cake, a piece of cake. I can eat a piece of pizza. Um, but I made a rule for myself that I would not eat, um, you know, uh, carbs. Like, I, I mean, I guess not all carbs. I'm not necessarily doing keto, but like not bread, not desserts. Um, I think I had, I, I, I made a sugar, I made a sugar free, I made sugar free lemon bars for Thanksgiving. Um, they were actually keto lemon bars, three grams of carbs in it. They're actually pretty good, but things like that, if it's sugar free, um, low carbs, uh, you know, keto dessert type deal, then I'll eat that. But no breads, no um, pastas, no tortillas. I miss burritos so much. But um, you know what? I, I I miss it. But when I make a rule that I'm not allowed to eat it, it makes me it makes it a lot easier for me to a not eat it. And B, not overeat, if that makes sense. Um, When these trigger foods get into my system, it's kind of like blood in the water for a shark for me. Like it makes me just deranged. So um, I'm making myself sound like a psychopath, but I think some people can relate. Um, So having those foods, those trigger foods out of my life for this first year is going to be awesome. And it has been awesome. It's helped me a lot. Um, so having said that, you know, I have found things to replace, um, trigger foods, like one big thing that I love and I still love, and it's really good for me, but I have to learn moderation, um, is sunflower seeds. I love, love, love sunflower seeds. Like I could eat a huge bag of sunflower seeds, seeds guys. And that's with my smaller stomach. I can still eat. I don't think I've ever gotten full, um, since my surgery from sunflower seeds, but, um, I looked up the calories in those suckers and the calories, guys, I think there's like 900 calories in a cup of sunflower seeds, something crazy like that. So I didn't realize that until like two days ago and this whole month of November, I've been pretty much living on sunflower seeds. But um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to dial that down a bit. But um, yeah, so just kind of I want to step back. I know I'm kind of rambling right now, but I want to step back. So 46 pounds, 46 pounds right now. I weigh 184. Um, So I still have 54 pounds to go before I reach my goal. Uh, This last month, the weight loss slowed down since the beginning of November, guys. I've been working out at the gym every morning. I get up about uh, 5.30 in the morning or 5 in the morning, and I go to the gym for an hour. Guys, the surgery does not help you do that. Okay, the surgery doesn't help you do that at all. Um, you have to do that on your own. You have to make it a point to do that. And some people, like I mentioned, the lady from um, YouTube that I follow, my level ten life, she doesn't work out. She didn't at the beginning, and she still—I don't think she works out now. And she recommends that people don't work out at all for like the first couple of months. But for me, I needed something to work out. Like I said, I think everyone is different. I think you need to develop a strategy that's going to work for you and you can't be a cookie cutter person who does it just like everyone else does it. Otherwise, you're going to screw yourself up. 
Um, but yeah, I started working out at the beginning of November and I only lost 15 pounds in November. Um, I blame that partially on the working out because you are building muscle. Um, and I, I think I read, um, somewhere that it takes about a month for your body to get used to the working out and for it to start, um, contributing to your weight loss, something about water retention or I don't know. But, um, the other thing is I'm going to, I'm going to throw the sunflower seeds under the bus and say, you know, it helps to know how many calories because just because you have a smaller stomach and just because you're eating healthy foods doesn't mean you can eat as much as you want of that healthy food. Like those lemon bars, the keto lemon bars, I can't have those every day. I can't decide to make those every day or even every week. I have to be um, diligent about leaving those things for like the special occasions and the sunflower seeds, eating those in moderation. Um, but uh, you know, these are just little things I'm picking up. I'm really excited about the future. And, um, you know, I, I am a, even though I only lost 15 pounds in November, I'm a little bit ahead of what I had planned to be. Um, I wanted to have lost 50 pounds by the end of the year. So I'm, you know, I'm more than on track at this point. Um, my, my goal was to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year and the next 50 pound weight loss that I needed to, um, uh, go through and reach. I wanted to attain that by the um, first, the one year anniversary of my surgery. Um, so, you know, I have what, nine months to go after that. So that's, it's going to be great. It's going to be, you know, a work in progress. And not only that, it um, when I started working out at the beginning of November, my weight loss may have slowed, but my inches that I've lost have increased. Like my inches that I'm losing, I mean, it's, it's mind blowing, um, I'm kind of waiting to buy new clothes because I know I'm going to lose like another 20 pounds this month or, you know, hopefully um, cutting down on those sunflower seeds. And um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that does it for me. I'm also intermittent fasting. Um, I'm not eating after noon this month. So I'm um, excited to reach 20 pounds. That's my goal this month is 20 pounds weight loss in December. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So I don't want to buy any new clothes until after I reach my 50, at least my 50 weight, uh, pound weight loss, because I don't want to grow to not outgrow my new clothes, but for my new clothes to outgrow me um, by the time, you know, next month hits. Plus, you know, Christmas is coming and I know I'll be getting new clothes for Christmas too. But at this point, guys, I am rocking that saggy bottom pants look. I know that's not a good look, but that's what I'm rocking until I decide to get new clothes. I think I have some leggings or something that I'm wearing, um, but pretty soon here I'm going to have to start wearing a belt. I haven't worn a belt since I was like 25. Um, I made myself sound really old. I'm 35 now, so 10 years. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to start wearing a belt here soon or just buy new clothes that actually fit me. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my um, that's my progress so far. I'm making progress. Like I said, working out at the gym, the gym every day, guys. It's been really awesome. You know what I started doing at the gym when I when I started working out in November. I decided because I'm going super early in the morning. I'm going at like five thirty in the morning. So I decided that I wanted to dedicate that time to God while I'm working out. Dedicate that time to God. Usually, I'd listen to something you know, motivating or like, I don't know, hip hop. I like all music, guys. I like all music, rock, hip hop. Uh, what else do I like? Um, I don't like country. I, I like maybe five country songs and they're like old country songs. They're, you know, um, more like Johnny Cash type deals, but 
Um, I like mostly all music, but I started listening to worship music every single day. When I started working out last month, every morning listening to worship music, sometimes I'll throw in a little um, uh, sermon or something in there. Uh, But when I'm listening to worship music and I'm working out, I really feel, and I know this sounds cliche, but I really feel like my soul is just soaring, like just soaring and getting closer to God. And I know a lot of that is just chemical things happening in the brain, but I also know that my body is the temple of God. So when I dedicate that time to him every morning when I'm working out and I'm cleaning his temple and I'm making it look nice and I'm really putting a lot of effort and work into making his temple respectable, um, I know it brings God glory and I know it brings a smile to his face and that makes me smile. Like the idea, you know, I spent so much of my life thinking God was frowning down at me and thinking I was making God sad. I used to have nightmares of it, Um, making God sad or mad or whatever it was. Um, So the thought now that I'm doing something that is making God smile with joy, like that just blows my mind. Like Like right now, my eyes are like welling up with tears just thinking that me, me, of all people, out of all the wrong things I've done, that sometimes from time to time, I can make God smile um, at something I'm doing. <laughs> you know, obviously nothing to do with salvation. So don't come at me with the saved by grace, not by works thing. You guys know what I mean. When we do something to make our, our dad proud of us, like it makes our whole face beam with joy. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's where I am. Um, I am still doing Celebrate Recovery, although because of the holidays and stuff, I've missed the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, that's still a big part of my life. I got the 30 days. I'm looking forward to that 90 days chip. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know what else to include at this point. Um, I I do want to add, I know sometimes it's easy when you're, um, going through weight loss to, uh, just focus on your weight loss and to kind of ignore, other things. And when I say other things, like I don't mean a bunch of stuff that's unnecessary that you've that you've committed to that really you don't need to be worrying about. But what I'm talking about is um, your relationship with God, um, your friends, your friendships, you know, things like that, um, your relationships. Don't neglect your relationships. Don't put them on the back burner. Um, you know, with me wait, waking up at five in the morning to go to the gym, um, for a while, I was skipping out of my devos because I would literally wake up, put my clothes on because there's there's this thing called the two minute rule. And that's if you can just get past the first two minutes of what you have to do, then it's much easier to finish the task. So for working out or for deciding to go to the gym in the morning, wake up and just put your pants and your shirt and your shoes on. Um, literally like I, I was talking myself through this, um, when I first started to do it and I was like, okay, Tiffany, if you'll just get up right now and put your pants on and your shirt on, if you decide you want to go to bed after that, you want to go back to bed after that, then go for it. And guess what? After I put my pants and my shirt on, I never wanted to go back to bed because I was already almost out the door. I was almost there. So, um, anyway, so that, that's what I was doing. Um, that's what I'm still doing. But then by the time I would get home, I would make my husband coffee for, uh, before he went, goes to work. And, um, I would just kind of, um, read a scripture verse and, um, you know, the kids would, the kids would be up by then. 
So I, I was neglecting my devos. My devos, I mean, I was kind of doing it, but it was really half-hearted. Um, and I, I started to feel that strain on my relationship with God. And I started to feel that dryness and that distance um, between me and God. And first of all, guys, you can't reach your goals that way. Because this is a spiritual battle, and God is the person that is going to fight that battle with us. Um, If you try to do it on your own strength, you're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. And not only that, but your heart is going to crumble like a dried up leaf and be blown away by the wind. You know, your emotions have a huge um, part to play here. And especially for women, I'm not being sexist, but it's just... Women are emotional, okay? We're emotional. We're emotional. Guys can be emotional too, but speaking as a woman, we can be emotional and just be swayed by whatever mood it hits us at that moment. So God's our rock. He's the one that keeps us grounded. He's the one that keeps us on the road that we're supposed to be on when we're feeling weak or when we're feeling emotional or when we're feeling bored or when we're feeling tired. He is the one that keeps us on the road. So if you neglect your relationship with God, you're setting yourself up for a failure. And our relationship with God is why we're doing this to begin with, right? Our body is the temple. We're not doing it for praise. We're not doing it for, you know, other people to um, lift us up on a pedestal or whatever. We're doing it because we want to feel well enough to obey God. We want to represent God as we are his temple and we want to love others. It's hard to love others when you're so angry at yourself and you're so self-conscious, self-conscious about yourself that you can't even look at anyone else um, and see their pain and see how much they need Jesus, right? Um, So it's about all of those things. All of those things come together under your relationship with God. So don't don't get it twisted. Don't get um, your priorities mixed up. Remember, your relationship with God is the most important. So what I do now is I, I still wake up 5, 5.30 in the morning, and I go to the gym. Um, and at the gym, I worship God. I listen to worship the entire time at the gym. Sometimes, like I said, I'll throw in a sermon. But when I get home, I actually sit down and I do my devos. Um, I get home early enough to where I can read my Bible, I can write down, um, you know, I had to go back to basics. I wasn't doing the, you know, the writing God's command to me that day, his warning to me that day, his promise to me that day. Um, I wasn't doing those specific things, um, but I had to go back to basics and start doing those things because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So you kind of have to, you know, treat yourself like a child when you start acting like an infant Christian again. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where I am. Um, that's where I've been and I'm looking forward to where I am going. I am so excited and I will keep you guys up to date. All right. Signing off. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brazen Truth. You guys have a great weekend and a happy Friday.